Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello. You're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. The world's number one guitar podcast. Wherever you're listening to us, we hope you're enjoying our little foray into the world of guitars. And remember, if you want more, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where you can enjoy an extra half an hour episode every week. Anyway, do enjoy this week's episode. Ha <laughs> ha! And welcome to another episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton. Um, joined this week by Matthew Knight. Oh, Wait, that was what? a surprise. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm mixing it up. I'm Whoa. mixing it up. Is that what? okay? What's going on here? Yeah, I'm just doing it in list of like how much I personally like a person. So Matthew Knight. Hello. And there, and that's it. Just the two of us uh, this week on the <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, no, and Absolutely and unbelievable. the the wonderful enigmatic Mark Packham. Summer, summer, summer time. Absolutely. So Jay's on his way to uh, to the Americas um, for for something something he's work going to, related. He's going to Palm Springs right now. He's flying there right now. And firstly, it's going to be something like forty five degrees. Yes, he was uh, sending screenshots of the of the weather app to us earlier. For American listeners, that's a lot of Fahrenheit's. Um, yeah, and uh, and he's drinking beers and uh, being on the Wi Fi on the plane. So yeah, he's basically flown into the future. Yes, ouch, one hundred and thirteen Fahrenheit. I don't that know was if a hot it was. one. It was forty-five, that wasn't it? Hot. That That's what he said, right? Hot. Yeah, he said forty-five. I mean, it's so. basically in the desert, Palm Springs. So, yeah. you know, yeah. they put a nice name on there. So when you go, you're like, oh, you know, palm trees and springs, and mm-hmm. actually, it's mm-hmm. in the middle of mountains. Yeah, you're, really you're going to die there. Yeah, he'll probably. Yeah. He's probably not. It is actually back. quite near to Death Valley, I think. So, oh, oh, if someone go. said, "Draw me a picture of someone not suited to be in forty-five degree heat and sunshine," the person I would pick. Would be Jay Cross. I mean, he does wear shorts, but he always wears his jacket. So, mm. you know, oh, not even that. Just more, you know, he's prime for burning. He is. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a bare skinned. He's a six foot three, which means he's closer to the sun than any of us. That's why and I don't. He's burn. Very pasty. Yeah, it's my shortness has its advantage advantages sometimes, as it does, as it does. <laughs> but of course, it's it's summer. Nam is is just around the corner. That's not why he's there. Is he? He's going to a meeting, I think. No, I mean, unless they're sending him out really early because it's like in a month. All oh, right, are you going? I am indeed going. Oh to yeah, there now. we go. We get a little on the show report from Matt oh, Knight. Down to Nash Vegas. Nash, Nash Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> are you looking forward to Summer Nam this year? It's. I think actually this year more than any other year. It sounds like it's going to be jam packed. If the uh, the press releases that we're not let, uh, not yet allowed to talk about are anything to go by. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I actually really like Summer Nam's a much smaller show. Um, it's less noisy, which is always a good thing. Um, and you can walk around it in like two hours, I oh, would say. Nice. And, you can, nice. and you actually get a chance, like last year, obviously Jay was there as well. We got a good chance to look at all the booths and kind of talk to people and it not be like deafening. And um, you get to still get to see a lot of people that you know there because lots of people still go to Summer Nam. Um Hardly, so, yeah. uh, hardly seems worth the flight length from this side of the pond for something that you can walk around in two hours. Yeah, but I get to hang out with a lot of people that, you know, important people. That's true. You know, and that's why I'm there. You that's know, true. Well, I'm also I, important. I thought about going, um, 
but uh, it's, it's a good warm up show. Yeah, it's you should have gone somewhere. Uh, we can I afford I it. Yeah, we can, but I, uh, it's it, yeah. I just, I just decided against it. There's more pressing things to do, and I know. would say oh, what? What have you got to do on a day to day that's more important? I than going am. To I am here. I am sat at my computer. I am letting the ideas, um, you know, just sort of really. Uh, what do you call it when you have an idea? Uh, Don't say flow I'm because having them. The idea of anything flowing while you're sat in front of your computer is <laughs> horrendous to me. Well, well, I tell you what, a better show might be worth going to for you, mm. Joe Branton, being uh, in Cats. England. Yeah, Cats. I don't think Cats is on anymore. Although oh. I did go and see School of Rock the other day on, an unre- on a different map. I, I really um, like that Gibson have still got totally the monopoly on School of Rock. I was watching, I was at a train station having a look at the uh, the old train station poster of School of Rock. And I was like, every guitar there is uh, is a Gibson or an Epiphone in the case of the bass. But I was like, yeah, good that Gibson have obviously got the monopoly on something that's supposed to be rock. Because Fender seemed to just buy out everything, every sort of ad space space they can so i was like yeah good good because gibson are more rock that's the yeah. classic image though isn't it of jack black with the sg sg so, of course yeah why would they not have gibson stuff no yeah, um, on a similar note i went to watch avenue q last week and it was probably the worst thing i've ever seen is that the one with the muppets it's the one with the sort of puppet things yeah and i'll probably mm. get a lot of heat for this uh, online because people really really love that in fact when we saw it, it got a standing ovation but i almost walked out after five minutes absolutely dreadful <laughs> i mean i I wouldn't have thought it had been anything close to what you would have enjoyed anyway. Well, it's like, I mean, it's, look at the poster. The poster screams, not Mark Packham's back. <laughs> right. It's supposed to be kind of like edgy. Um, you know, it's supposed to be like, oh, it's Muppets, but the whole thing is like they swear and they say MFR and stuff like that. Um, and um, that's fine, but it's been going since 2002 or something, and the jokes are still from 2002. So, put, <laughs> anyone seen this new Facebook? Yeah, well, it almost <laughs> is that. Like, yeah, setting things in 20 or whatever we are, 2019 I mean, now is it like just doesn't really work. That always dates something when people are like, Yeah, I'll, I'll catch you on MySpace, and you're like, Oh, this program is old. Well, not spoiling anything, but one of the main characters is Gary Coleman. Um, who's that guy? That guy from um, you know the what you're talking about, Willis guy. Um, and I think he's died in between them, having him as a character in the show. And now I'm pretty sure he died in between those two points, and he's still in the show. So, wow. Well, there we go. Well, anyway, I was going to say, Joe, you really should go to Guitar Summit this year on that uh, after that long tangent because that's one's actually, Guitar Summit. That's the one in Frankfurt in oh, Frankfurt. Germany. I, yes, um, I like that's the kind of I think that's the one that might be taking the crown slightly from Music Mesa slightly smaller show a little bit more personal but lots of brands there kind of a, a summer nam type vibe yeah maybe I'll do that it's been a while since I've done a show maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll do that um, anyway this week I was uh, I was back in the uh, I was back in the studio um, and we were I was putting together some some guitar parts and so i was in brighton electric and listeners for you know for you won't know brighton electric it's a it's a massive studio in kind of a converted uh sort of mansion um i think it was it was previously the the bus depot yeah it was uh, like brighton it was it, i mean it's a really really old building but yeah it was offices basically for, yeah. and um and the back part was like the garage for buses so that gives you an idea of how big it is yeah so it's this this huge place it's it's, it's wonderful and uh you know they've they've uh on the ground floor they've installed a bar so you know that's it's perfect for me and uh <laughs> lots of great bands never there. the the cure uh blood red shoes royal blood Anyone else with blood in their name, um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously a wonderful studio, and it, it's got some absolutely cracking gear. It's like it's brimful of really cool, really interesting gear. So it's wonderful to get to go and record there. They have a fantastic, absolutely massive uh, Neve desk, so it's uh, it's a really lovely space to get to use. But one of my favourite bits is when you when you're coming to lay down guitar tracks is to go and just they have racks in all the corridors that lead to all the rooms. There are racks on the walls filled with amps. So you just go on a bit of a hunt and uh, and and see what you can find, see what uh, what you want to try out. And uh, I found something, uh, a dusty old thing in a corner that had didn't look like it had been used for a long, long time. On the on the second floor, sort of right out in the corner, sort of by the kitchen, I found an Ampeg G two twelve. 
So is that when you say two G two twelve? Is it two twelve combo? Yes. Right. It's, it's it. a two twelve combo that weighs an absolute ton. It was it was one of the heaviest things I've ever picked up. Um, so it's the it's silver face the sort of silver face ampeg series with the kind of the blue tint in the mesh. Do you remember those? Yeah. Wait, and solid state as well, right? That's what I've read. Yes. Just, just a little bit of quick research. Late 70s um, solid state. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, which I, I didn't realise it was solid state at the time um, because it certainly has a heat-up switch and it also it, it weighed you know more than the earth. It was, it was a real, real effort to move around. Um, and it had reverb and tremolo um, built in as well um, on separate controls. And it was so loud. It was so loud and it was actually kind of difficult to break up if anything it sounded like like exactly like a guitar version of an ampeg svt you know in in the um you had to there, there was still clarity even when it was really really loud but it still had i know all these harmonics and overtones that just made it very heavy so it was driven but it was just very punchy is the only way i can describe it but it is it, it, sorry i'm guessing that comes down from the fact that it was solid state yes i guess i i guess so but it it it, it its drive was kind of fuzzy it was it was very much we ended up using it for all the parts that we had intend to use a fuzz face for um because it was just so i don't know so big but also quite boxy and very mid heavy and clarity and sort of a bit flumpy on the on the bottom end but oh, i i for a guitar amp that gets mixed press um i and and certainly is rare hard to come by the originals because they reissued them didn't they about yeah, six, was, five six years ago do you was, remember those i was gonna say i think towards the end of my time at gack there was a bunch of new you know, that sort of reissue ampegs coming yeah, through that's right but i think they were called ga when they were yeah, yeah they ra- were rather than they were rather than g yeah they definitely were just having a look now um on the gear page uh people a lot of people are citing it as the loudest guitar amp they've ever uh, heard uh, this and and i would agree with this it was it was outrageous i think we actually ended up using like much more room mic on this than we would normally just because it was such a too loud for the it, microphone. <laughs> it was just such an intense amplifier. But for something that has certainly the reissues, if you look up any feedback on the reissues, and I don't know how much you guys tried them when they were at GAC, they really got a bit of mixed... Like, no one liked the new ones. I don't think they really were reissues. They weren't reissues. They were blackface Ampegs. They were made in China. They were cheaply put out so that Ampeg had a guitar arm of their amplifiers. I mean, I would have bought one because I thought it looked very cool. But... um and, you know, it, it was a perfectly good, clean platform. But I think, generally speaking, people didn't like the GAs. But these old G212s, um, outrageous, outrageously good See, sounding I, amp. Like you say, I, I mean, from what I've read, for just a quick, there doesn't seem to be a lot of information on it, but people have said solid state. But then why would it have a standby switch? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand either. I don't know if, if the front panel was just directly ported off of what they had available on the on some of the base gear or something like that. And so there was, I, I don't know, that doesn't seem to make sense. I want a listener, if, if you know, or if, if, if anyone out there knows why they have the uh, the additional switches on the Ampeg G212s, then let us know, because we don't know. But my goodness, it sounded fantastic. I spoke to Jimmy, the guy there who buys in all their gear, and he said he'd picked it up for £400. And I thought, £400 for the loudest coolest looking old transistor amp i've ever seen is is an incredibly good price yeah it sounds um pretty good i wouldn't like to you know transport it to shows that is absolutely not something i'd want to do do you know what just looking at those um a, a few different ampeg amps while you've been talking about that do you remember the um ampeg oh i can't remember what they were called now like the base rocket combo or something like that they were base like rocket yeah they were like um oh, i really wish i could remember what they were called they were like a single 12 inch base was... combo that had the diamond uh covering on it and had like oh. the, it, it was like a vintage looking base combo that they also did alongside like the regular you know SPT combos what, that they so did. they did it as a 112 base combo yeah so well, it's 
There's a 1964 Ampeg Rocket R12A. That's the guitar combo, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the guitar one with two 6V6s and a trem. Here we go. The B100R, the diamond blue bass is what they call it. So it's a 100-watt combo. Sorry, with a 15-inch speaker, not a 12. Yeah, Um, I know the one. They were so good, and they stayed in the Ampeg catalog for such a long time. See, that was yeah that that whole series. That and sorry, listener, I appreciate we're talking a lot about bass at the moment, but that whole that B series of combos, they they were like a mainstay of the affordable backline for venues. Do you think in a time before um, before Ashdown? Because I think Ashdown kind of monopolised the uh, venue backline thing now for bass players but kind of i mean i would also say mark bass have kind of taken some of that as well like you often go to places do you see them definitely yeah 100 percent. venues people get sold on the reliability and i guess that's ideal so Hmm. what i would say though is the b series in general was like quite different like so i used to have a b15 which was basically uh svt3 uh no an svt Oh no, it was probably like more like an SVT three fifty, but in a combo, uh, right. and it was yeah a whatever it was. It was actually like a hundred and fifty watts though, um, and with a fifteen inch. And they did a few different versions of that. They did like a two ten version, I think a one twelve version, and they looked very much like Ampeg stuff. And then always what stood out in the range with the B one hundred R and the B two hundred R, which are these two combos that look really vintage, like silver face um, with this yeah kind of blue and whatever they call it, like a blue diamond checker Tolex. Uh, and there's, yeah, two versions, the B100R, which was all solid state, and then the B200R, which had a tube pre. Um, I'm surprised that you don't see more of those about because we sold a whole bunch of them to people that wanted something much more vintage. Um, and, yeah, you just don't really see people using them. I guess it's a yeah. bit weird, isn't it? 100-watt combo for bass. It's in yes, that kind of weird no-man's land. Yeah, exactly. Not loud enough to use with a drummer. You know, too loud to use at home. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. But they did look really cool. And yeah. if you were if you were in a band that had like a quiet drummer, maybe like someone, uh, you know, using like brushes or something, it would totally be loud enough. Um, so yeah, d- um, just a little reminiscing on old oh, Ampeg. Oh, old old Ampeg. Anyway, speaking of the opposite of reminiscing, looking to the future. I was uh, I was looking around at uh, at pickup at, the, pick, uh, at plectrums. These are not. This is some crazy future you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking around for plectrums. I was like, "What weird plectrums are there out there?" And uh, and and once again, listener, you might well be aware of these, but I certainly wasn't. Huffschmidt, Huffschmidt. I mean, it, guitars. The, the branding alone looks like some sort of like expensive like custom car. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So. Uh, um, Huffschmidt, I can't remember where they're from. Uh, uh, I, I believe they are Czech. Yes, that sounds that sounds right. Anyway, Huffschmidt, since 1996, their Plectrum collection is outrageous. And I've sh- shared a few with the guys already, but honestly, find, find their website. Their website is really easy. You don't have to remember the name Huffschmidt because their website is plectrum.ch. So, yes, I, I, guess, I guess Czech. Some of these um, are absolutely bonkers they do yeah i mean i'm into weird picks but this uh, outrageous can can i just say a quick thing yeah 13 mil (laughs) 13 yes that is that is one of the sizes now um i i quite like they do the huff glow which um is a uh it's it's a plectrum that glows uh in the same way as uh what's what's what are those dots called luminlay luminlay so it, it glows like that they're thirty dollars, and yes, they they uh, they can be up to um, sort of four or five centimeters <laughs> thick. So one of these, and the one that's caught my eye the most, is called. Uh, well, in fact, I can't. I was trying to find the width or the depth. Sorry, but it's not in here. But it's made of acrylic, and it's dubbed the Mega Anvil. The Mega Anvil. Yes, what a fantastic plectrum. Available as the Mega Jazz Anvil or the oh, yeah. Mega Anvil. Uh, you can get in a variety <laughs> of colours. It is as thick as your thumb. 
um, and it is thirty dollars a plectrum. They do a glass uh, plectrum, which is also as thick as your thumb. They do some one called the uh, the Purple Storm, which is limited edition, which looks like a a, a rare jewel. And it's you know, <laughs> I mean, if you had a pendant with a jewel that size, I imagine it would be worth a lot of money. Um, the Natural Huff Tech is one of my favourites because it's uh, it's rectangular. It's it's really square and chunky. It's like, oh yeah. It's like holding a small Rubik's cube that then goes to a point at the end, if if you know, just for shape. It's a blooming cube. I was just um, having a look at the pricing as well. So a well, lot that's of thirty dollars, yeah. A lot of them are like forty dollars, uh, forty euros. Oh, sorry, sorry, it's in euros, isn't it? Yeah. So the one, um, the one that's made of polysulfone, the an- the anvil shape that's made of polysulfone, yes. is fifty euros. Fifty for one piece. That is that might be the most expensive one they do. Um, it is I, definitely. I do like the dense do midi, um, uh, which is kind of like a. It looks like um, if an ice cube, if some water had frozen, as in that it's not like flat or perfect. It's all there. Are, it's very textured, very textured. It's, it looks kind of half melted. I just, it's so weird. It, I mean, I sort of get the idea of a thicker pick because I use chicken picks, and it's like three point yeah. five, but like fourteen. Yeah, some of these are outrageous. The the red. Huftron, for example, which uh, which is you know, I don't know. That's it. It looks like the size of a coffee mug. It's. Uh, it's I mean, he he said here that his plectrums are um, thicker than normal. The idea is to minimise movement and increase the guitarist's hand strength. Less effort is required to play, which is a relief to the player. As a result, you have less cramp, uh, cramping, and tenseness, uh, which is very useful for guitarists suffering from tendonitis or other muscular problems i'm like really because i'm like holding a massive pick it's got to be so awkward i can't well i think I it, it's more micro movements aren't you because you're keeping your wrist and hand oh, yeah, in, in, so. in place i've certainly seen this argument made for thicker ple- plectrums before do you remember it was, was it called like the dragon stone or something like that the there was a I can't remember the name of it. Listener, you'll remember. Uh, there was it, was it was something like that, but there was a there was one that you hold with your entire hand. It sits in your palm, but it goes down to a tiny point. Uh, I just I'm bad enough at guitar as it is, let alone having to like relearn <laughs> with basically holding something the size of a fridge freezer that's chiseled well, this, to a point. This one here, the the red Huftron, which is yeah, fifty five euros. That's that's the most the, the red gu- the red Huftron is the most ridiculous one there. But the guy says it takes two hours to make one pick. I'm like, if you're adding margin to that, you're li- you're 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 working for like ten dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's not a lot for one pick. Um, mental. I I'd kind of like to try one just for the I'm, sheer I'm, insaneness I'm, of it. I've already given them a shout, so, uh, so maybe oh, if we'll we can work. get someone. The the names I think are the best thing. Obviously, everything called Huff Tech because that's yeah. just a hilarious word. <laughs> it's but great, also, isn't it? the Imperial Shredder. Yeah, the purple the Imperial storm. Oh well, I read this one as green umwipe, but there's no eyes. <laughs> 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 it's like green umwipe. Toxic yeah. Shredder. These are very, very ridiculous plectrums. The problem is, if we do uh, manage to get get hold of some of these to try out, um, none of us are sh- sh- like shredder players. <laughs> in uh, the Matt, Matt can do a good impression. Oh of one. yeah, Matt, Matt, you can do a bit of sweeping, can't you? You can. Oh, can yeah, as long as you can... hit the first and last note, you're fine. I honestly just, <laughs> I honestly don't know if I'd even be able to like play mm. anything. Just looking yeah. at the eighteen mil plectrum. Yeah. Mil. I mean, that's. You know, it looks like the sort of six thing... Six times the size of the one that I play, and just like, what? It kind of looks like a school eraser, like a oh, rubber. Oh, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a... It, yeah, it looks like a rubber. Oh, God, love yeah. a rubber. I want to try one of these, definitely. Yes, yes. Well, out, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we can sort it out. Anyway, um, we we you know we should we should move on. Do some do some mail bagging. Uh, do some news. Uh, <laughs> but first, I wanted to quickly mention that we we did release an additional a, an additional podcast of the Guitar Nerds podcast this week. Uh, we had the first episode of Bar Chords, which I think the the we we the three of us named on a on a Patreon exclusive episode. Yes, because it's the you drinking. Week. 
Yeah. So each week uh, on Bar Chords, I'm going to drink my way through a half bottle of a different liqueur and um, and and talk about talk about gear. I really enjoyed the first one, but I drank gin on the first one. I've been uh, I've been sent a bottle of blood orange vodka, so I'm going to be drinking that for the second episode. Those episodes are going to come out uh, every Friday, so a couple of days for you to digest the uh, regular uh, podcast. But you know, I'm 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 welcoming feedback on that one as it's the first one I've done on my own. So, you know, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Head over there and let me know what you think, what I can change, how I can make it better. That would be great. Let's do some mailbag. Mailbag. So, first up and only up on the mailbag this week, uh, we got sent that one of the new Yamaha Trans Acoustics. So Absolutely I keep, fantastic. I keep making the mistake that we've seen this before, but this is the nylon string version, right? No, it's not. No, this oh, okay. is um, the the body, certainly, of this one. So, the, listen, the one we've been sent is the uh, Transacoustic CSFTA. Uh, it certainly does the the finish of the wood on the front, that, that sort of orangey solid spruce, and the rosewood uh, around the back and sides certainly give it the look of um, a classical guitar. But no, it's it's a parlour. It's just a parlour size. I see. Uh, that instrument. makes a but lot yes, more sense. certainly does have that, that that look, doesn't it? But no, it's a, it's a regular one. Now, we obviously, Transacoustic, we talked about these back in, what, I don't know, 2015 yeah. Gear uh, of the Year? 2016 16, Gear of the Year? 16. Yeah. Was it 16? Because we saw them at NAMM. Yeah. Joe, me you and, and me, went, you and me went and we 20, tried them out, was, didn't we? What, 2017? Yes. No, 2018? No, 2018 was the one... Yeah. Oh. No, 2019 was one just gone. So yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018. 2018. Yeah. So yes, this is new. So uh, so they they got hold of me and they said, "Hey, would you like to try one of these out?" And they they wanted to send me one of the other ones, which is kind of their flagship. But I knew we'd kind of tried these out before, so I asked if we could get this one because it's the brand new one for for this year. Their little parlor, and of course, you know, I blooming love a uh, a parlor size guitar. I think they are very very cool, but. Yeah, and, and, you know, it made such a difference because I know we've tried them out before, but when we've tried them out, we've tried them either uh, at, at GAC or Matt, you and me went and tried them out, you know, with a queue of other sort of, you know, youtube people behind us waiting to have their go on it. So, you know, you don't really get to actually mess around with it properly. And, and when we did that, I was sort of doing the camera and sound, so I didn't get any proper time I, um, then. I mean, I thought it was wicked. I mean, I was really, like, sceptical. I was like... Yeah. No one Weren't needs we this. Won't we all? But actually, when you try it, you're like, it, 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 it's the same thing with an electric guitar, and you have an amp with reverb, and then you're like, yeah, I should probably just go for like more of a straight-ahead sound, and you turn the reverb off, and you're like, man, guitar sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes, yeah, so, uh, Matt, explain the concept of transacoustic for the for the listener. So, I, it's it's some sort of magic, um, but basically, they have built some sort of it's like a pickup or something. They, it's, they, it's mechanical. It's a mechanical. It's a moving part. Yeah, it's like a this. moving part that basically goes in. It's in the guitar. It's in the guitar, um, and basically works with the vibration of the top wood, I think. And then that somehow does something that generates acoustic uh, reverb and chorus. I mean, yes. I don't really know the full ins and outs, but that's, there's a, that's it. I think that's as much as you need to know. Is that it's, it's a mechanical function of the acoustic, which then gives you two separate controls, where you you select the uh, the the level of the control on a master, but then you have two rotaries, one for chorus and one for reverb, on the top of the guitar. So you can uh, you you can add uh, yeah, you can add reverb and you can add chorus well, mechanically his... without without any built-in pedals or any any electronic parts. Yeah, they they basically say it's they call it an an actuator is installed on the inner surface of the guitar back and vibrates in response to the vibration of the strings. These vibrations are then conveyed to the body of the guitar and to the air in and around the guitar body, generating authentic reverb and chorus sounds. And it is like magic. It is, oh, it is so is there, is there a battery or anything? There is a battery, but I think it's because the guitar is active. Yes, because the battery is for the preamp, preamp to yeah. plug it in, yeah. Oh, okay, right. So it has got a pickup in there as well to plug There's it in. There's a pickup. Yes, yeah, so you can plug it in. 
Okay. Yeah. Which I actually haven't done yet. Now I'm I I was actually going to do uh, a couple of sound sound samples on the uh, on the bar chords uh, episode this week because uh, I was going to talk about it a little bit more. But um, but yeah, what a, what an, a, a ridiculous guitar! I thought I thought it was fantastic. I thought it played it lovely. I mean, you know, Yamaha make great acoustics anyway, so I thought it was Yamaha it was make rather good. good. Yamaha make good everything, and we've they talked about it on good. the podcast before, like how all their stuff kind of feels similar. It's kind of weird, like their drum kits kind of feel like their guitars, and it's really hard to put that into like how to quantify that. But yeah, they do. They just feel everything feels incredibly solid and well yeah. built, but never like overtly or overly flashy. Um, they just feel like they're always going to work, like yeah. forever. Yeah. Functional quality. That's that's kind of sort of Yamaha's. Yeah. But mainstay. The, the crazy thing is, uh, what I love is that you can turn the trans acoustic on or off, and it's one of those things that really the only reason the button's there is because when you turn it off, you realise how much better it makes everything <laughs> sound when it's on. Um, yeah. It it was the one of the most bizarre things ever. Pers- personally, not a big fan of chorus on acoustic. Like it's no, the but sort the of reverb thing. is. The, the reverb's fantastic. The only time you ever hear chorus on an acoustic, it's because, I don't know, like Metallica are doing, you know, an acoustic version of one of their tracks or something. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, metal bands doing uh, ballads. They use chorus on on an acoustic. Outside of that, it's, you know, everyone else realises that it sounds cheesy and naff. But uh, the, the, uh, the reverb on it, I, th- I think it sounds um, absolutely fantastic. One thing, though... Um, I've I've played finger style, and it, of course you get a lot more bass response acoustically uh, playing finger style. And the reverb is I was maxing out the reverb to get it to a to a state where I where I could hear that it was impacting on the sound. Whereas playing with a plectrum and it's you know it's all because it, that's that's where that reverb's carrying is on on your high end. So, gr- so you know, great for strumming chords and great for pick players. I think. So as far as I can kind of understand, what the actuator is actually doing is taking the um, vibrations from the strings and then I assume what it's doing is in some way delaying them to different amounts to create chorus or reverb. Um, And then it's kind of like playing that back off the body of the guitar, if that makes sense. Yes, Uh, using the soundboard in some ways. Exactly that. So, yeah. I I don't understand what you're saying. There's a little guy with a tape recorder underneath. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But it would explain why, basically, the harder you hit the strings, the more pronounced the effect is, because I assume it's more able to respond to a uh you know more more input basically is giving you more output um and if you're playing softly finger style then i imagine the effect is not going to work quite as well um but it'd be really interesting because i've not even tried the original shape i've never had a go on one so be well, really there are loads to try. there are loads now um i think one two three yeah three different body shapes and then there are models within those body shapes yeah there's definitely so, uh, there's just looking on their site there's one two three four five six models right now right yeah great i mean it's definitely something they're running with i like they're managing to keep the price down um with these as well like this the thing is they're great acoustics just off the bat like <laughs> without sure. any of that stuff so like for example in the case of the parlor that we've got is 764 euros for the instrument which is a you know that's a reasonable price for a for a you know a premium quality guitar anyway without uh you know without all the uh, inside stuff but you know we'll see we'll it looks see. like the some of the top ones as well have got the ARE treatment so that kind of aged oh, yes. artificially yeah. aged uh woods I'm so, into that. so into that torrified woods yeah so yeah i mean the top ones you know they're not super cheap they're like uh, the price here is showing around 1100 euros um but you know, it's a Yamaha acoustic. It's going to last you forever. And the features they put packed in there are cool. Um, and it's got the ARE treatment. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it seems like just a great deal. Mm. Yeah, yeah cool ranked very cool. A very good guitar. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I was going to go and play some open mics uh, next week. I might I might take the trans acoustic with me. 
Sounds right. like a, an idea. Give it a road test. Yeah, give it an actual road test. Just see make sure it, no idiot spills a pint over you and uh, or <laughs> and or bottles you off stage, which well, I can imagine might happen. Yes, I mean that that is that is quite likely considering the the absolute dross that I will be playing. Indeed, <laughs> look after Any, the guitar. Save yeah, save the guitar, not yourself. I, I understand. Well, you you guys will be there to support me. So sure, you can hundred uh, yeah. percent. I'm definitely not on holiday next week, yeah, so absolutely. I'll definitely <laughs> definitely be there. Cool, wonderful. That's that's good to know. Anyway, let's do some news. News. So, first up in the news, Matthew Knight. Yes. You're at it again. No wonder you've been so busy. Yes. I mean, you've barely been on a podcast for the last, like, three or four months, and now we know why. No. I mean, I've done done the last few. Jay Cross, he's the... Man, you should be cross with. I really miss Jay. This is the second week. Oh, thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I miss you when you're not on it as well. I'm always just here. Saying. I'm always, except for next week when I'm not You're here. not here next week. Yeah. I thought it was this week you weren't here. I had my hopes up. No, unfortunately, I am here. Yeah, well. Matt. Oh, well. Yes. Uh, Boss have actually released some stuff. Yeah, I've been, as you say, mega busy um, answering loads of questions and getting these ready for launch. And I'm super pleased to be able to talk about them. Uh, Finally, the 200 series, something that I think people have been after for a long time. A whole new series of pedals. A whole new series. Yeah, in a whole new chassis So now there's Standard Line, uh, Wazacraft, Oh, the, is it X? Do you call them X? Yeah, series? so we, yeah, obviously we've got standard compacts, which is, I mean, in terms of form factor, compacts. Um, and then within that, you've got your normal compacts. You've got Waza, which are the ones made in Japan. And then you've got the X series, which have the multi-dimensional processing technology. And then we've obviously got the uh, 500 series, which are the bigger sort of all singing, all dancing um sort of mega effects boxes and then we sort of were missing this sort of bit in between and we sort of realized there was a bit of a gap where you could get a small pedal that was maybe multifunctional but didn't have some things that you needed like presets uh, or was totally stripped back or you could get something way more advanced um, that you know potentially was too much for some people so a big thing we got and you know being perfectly honest from from my point was you know dd500 was going straight up against something like the Strymon timeline and while people were buying dd500 and enjoyed it a lot of people said well actually i went for the Strymon," and people were going well it was just it was easier to use it was easy to dial in not everyone wants to kind of deep dive into menus certainly from from uh from my perspective at the time that i was shooting a lot of videos at gak um if i needed something quickly i was opting for the Strymon over the boss one just because they were slightly easier to to use, you know, at, at a glance. But yeah. the, you know, that's obviously so, obviously I was aware that the Boss One was a higher quality product. 
Yeah, so basically, um, for people who haven't seen it, we've released, uh, we've announced four new pedals. So the DD200 Digital Delay, the EQ200 Graphic Equalizer, MD200 Modulation, and the OD200 Hybrid Drive. So the MD and the OD are actually going to have a full release later on. So we're focusing on yeah, the let's talk delay about and time. the EQ, um, which we've released the full specs on. So the EQ is actually, I think, going to be a massive secret weapon to some people. That is because, a really interesting choice. Well, I loved it in the demo, but also what an odd one to do. Well, the thing is, lots of people have still loved the old GE20, which was the 10-band EQ that we did way back. Um, and then people out there like Source Audio make great equalizers, and then you've got people like MXR making analog 10-band EQs. And so we were like, right, how can we pump a load of features into a, a, something that would work for every situation? So you've basically got a 10-band EQ, that's got two channels in it. So the reason you've got two channels is it's actually got two sets of 10-band EQs that you can then run in series or in parallel. But because it's stereo in and stereo out, you can run it in mono, dual mono, so you could run two EQs into two amps. You could run pre-post, so you could run an overdrive pedal in the loop, as it were, and then run an EQ before and after. Um, or you can run it in full in full stereo. Uh, then we give you presets so you can quickly change it. So if you're doing, even if you're doing levels with guitars, um, so we wanted it super easy to dial in and very visual on the readout because what's different with most EQs is when you boost an EQ frequency, you're spiking that EQ frequency. What we've done is we've actually built in a much better crossover between frequencies, so you get a much smoother range of frequency across. A broad range, um, and then that's visually represented on the screen. So super easy to use, very easy to dial in. But you can also do you can you can get wacky with it because you can actually plug an expression pedal in and then use it like a volume pedal. Outrageous! So you can actually use it to go from zero EQ flat volume to boosted EQ with a boosted volume. Um, and it also goes, all of these will work with MIDI over TRS, which is quite a nice little feature um, because MIDI only actually transmit, uh, transmits over three of the five pins on a MIDI cable. Um, so we could squeeze it down into a TRS cable, which is super nice as well. Um, so you can link them all together with just a standard TRS cable. So that oh. was that was really cool. Um, but the DD200, we've sort of taken all of the best bits of the 500 and kind of condense the user interface to make it really easy. So take, for example, things like the 32-bit 96K processor. So all the headroom, all the, the best sampling rate you could need for a really, like, you know, deep-sounding set of delays. Um, but we've stripped back three pages of menus into six really easy-to-use controls, basically. Right. Um, but with things like a looper on there, so... I was talking to someone about things like we've we spoke about the canyon, for example. Loads of great sounds, or the flashback. Loads of great sounds, but you can only use one at a time. And you go to a gig, and you're like, I just want access to like two or three really good settings quickly. And that's why we built in the manual slash memories mode, so you can literally just go between four presets really, really easily. Um, it's, so just that's that's a really great idea. It does feel like these pedals are sort of getting more and more taking the best bits out of uh you know things like the the gt1000 like those multi effects pedal things where you're going to be where, where that sort of memory mode is is essential and you're bringing up like you're having access to say you want yeah to have five different delay sounds at the flick of a switch where you can this yeah. is this this seems like a really smart move towards that sort of thing yeah and you can obviously you can change presets over midi really easily but you can also access a looper which is really nice and you can have the delay algorithm with the looper at the same time so um you don't sacrifice delay for a looper for example um expression pedal out on this one yeah expression pedal and uh, expression pedal in plus control in so you can have one or the other so you can use an expression pedal you can use an extra two foot switches for some other controls like freeze twist warp like all the things that we've that done is, before that's very cool um, that's very cool and we've added in you know nice things like bint snekarek um, i was gonna say what because it is digital but like what analog copies have we got going so on there's there? an analog delay there's a tape echo which is like an re201 there's bints and echarek which are the, the kind of main ones but we've also built in the dimensional processing technology so you've got terror echo which i think is like one of the most unsung greatest ambient delays ever such a good sound 
because it just does that. I just I could never find application for it other than like assigning it to an unlatched foot switch to like well, hit if, at the end of a song. The, the good thing about it is it's really dynamic to your picking. So yeah. you can have like, but because we've added this really nice uh, parameter control on every if delay has its own unique parameter, and you can sort of adjust that. But the real amazing algorithm on this, the standout one for me that I've tried, is the pad echo, um, which is basically an echo with a built-in slow gear, effectively. So it does the auto swell in delay. Um, and you set the feedback up, the parameter like kind of really softens everything, and it's just it was just one of the most I'm into that outrageous ambient delays I've ever tried. Like as soon as I tried it, I was like, I'm definitely going to buy one instantly on the pedal board. It's so good. And I I didn't read too much about these because I wanted to be sort of wowed by them uh, by you uh, on, to be on the podcast but, by man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you've uh, the price you've kept the price down. Two four nine euro RRP, so I think that's about two hundred nineteen pounds. That seems so, it seems incredibly cheap when you consider there's a lot of kind of single delays out there that are well north of that. Well, I, th- I think this is the thing, you know. Well, you there's... think an average delay pedal is one nine nine? I'd say yeah. like that is your standard, you know, sort of not cheap major brand price for for a good delay. Yeah, I think this is the thing, you know. Really. Um, you know, and, and this is the brand in me coming out. This it, it feels like there's nothing in that. It sits in a like a trench all of its own because you've got great multi delays um, above it price wise, but they cost more money. Um, and then you've got great lower pedals below it, but you don't have things like presets. Because I love the like, presets I love, is the thing. The presets is the selling point for this pedal. Because the thing the, is, I love my old DD5, and I I love my you know I love a DD7. Just like I, you know, I like the Electroharmonics Canyon, but the problem is, I like just want to. I'm never gonna go like even when I had a timeline, never use more than three presets. Even when I had a Big Sky, and you've got like all of these crazy sounds, and that's why I mean I love the 500s. But I'm just never gonna use 50 presets, you know. And I just think being have have quick access to four, you know, a couple of standard ones, an analog one, and an ambient one. That's that's me done, and that and that is for a lot of people. A lot of people were complaining, oh, you know, well, I want more and more and more, and it's like, well, we make that. This is for the people that don't want all of that, you know, yeah. that want something above a compact, but not quite as much as a five hundred or or a Strymon. Or I mean, I think like that. I think we're going to see an increase of five hundred series delays on uh, on reverb over the. Uh... Well, this, this is the thing. I think you know cause some people have probably had that and they want to they want to go. But I really think the long personal feeling. I think the EQ is going to be the one that's going to be great for a, a wider range of players. I think yeah. bass players, guitarists, a- anything because it's it's just such a cool thing to have, even as a studio tool. Well, I just thought as um, the, the the broad uh, sort of scope of sounds that were being created using the EQ in the in the video that you put out, including like drive tones and stuff, I thought was were, were, was very impressive. Yeah, and um, because you can switch, you can't um, sweep from one set of EQ controls to another, but you can sweep from flat to a boosted EQ. So right. you could build in like faux wah, for example, by pushing mids and, th- and things like that as well. So I very think cool. you could get very, very creative with it um, pretty quickly. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Mark Packham. Hello there. Um, Gibson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's, we're not, we're not going to talk about the Gibson advert. It's and been the, quite a, and the an, up, an up and down week. Let's focus on the ups. Yeah, for, that's uh, what I, I would rather not, uh, you know, use use our time to bitch about uh, about what Gibson aren't doing, but talk about what they are doing. Indeed. And one of the things they are doing is a brand new signature model for a man named Leroy Parnell, um, someone who I was not particularly familiar with. I don't listen to a lot of country music, as you might uh, have guessed from the band, sort of bands that I talk about. Leroy Parnell is a country guitar player um, who I think has got a kind of like uh, it's, he's described as like soulful country, so I guess like he's more of a kind of Les Paul than a, than a Telecaster man, um, and that's played out in the fact that Gibson are now giving him his second uh, Les Paul signature Wait, model. Wait, his second? I didn't even know he had a first. Indeed, yeah. So his first one was a fifty-seven gold top, um, which I think had a couple tweaks. I think it has um, like a kind of like belly cut to it. Like there's there's only one, oh no no there's only one image here, but they talk about um, how did they describe it. Uh, the contoured cutaway edge, which it I think was a, it was a very strange Gibson. Let's put it that way. I that think. is not you can't have you can't have a belly contour on on a 
on a Les Paul. I, That's ridiculous. I'm kind of into it. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because it doesn't affect the look on the front of it. That's always my thing. Is like I don't really care about the you know sculpted heel on the the access guitars or anything like that because you don't see it from the front. And if it sure. makes it better for you personally to play it, I don't care because I can't see it. But anyway, so yeah, the first one was a 57 gold top. What they've done now is. Um, basically build him a signature on one of his other favorite guitars the he's got a 59 uh flame top um to uh, go along with his 57 gold top but this is a 59 flame top with a twist when it comes to the signature model so yeah it seems like it's got a kind of belly cut to it as well um but the finish is particularly interesting so it's called uh abilene sunset fade uh, and what it is is basically a really nice tobacco sunburst but it fades um so it's the most kind of sunbursty near the neck joint and then there's pretty much no sunburst at all when you get to the base of the guitar so the uh seems to be a common theme at the moment with this sort of bursts doesn't it fades yeah well finishes gibson have obviously done it on their you know the the high powered series or whatever they were calling it now they started off on those what was that series called i can't remember there's the traditional and yeah it's high power isn't it hp HP, yeah, high, is it high power, high performance, high performance? That's what yeah, I was thinking. There we go. Um, anyway, so yeah, the Gibson have been doing it for a while, and it generally I haven't really liked it. You know, there's there's kind of like blue, green, and kind of pink. As much as I like pink guitars, I don't really like that kind of pink fade. But with this, I'm actually kind of into it. Um, it's pretty subtle. Like the fade uh, isn't. You know, it goes from like it's super bright or super dark right at the top to kind of like almost nothing. Um, at the strap button um i think it's actually pretty neat it's pretty understated um as well as that there's um 57 classics in there 57 classic in the neck and uh 57 classic plus in the bridge um and what they're calling the all new vintage tone circuit um not really much description on that apart from paper and oil capacitors vintage taper pots um but it's yeah something that gibson seem to be um shouting about um but yeah i mean all in all i'm into it the price not so much seven and a half thousand dollars but that's kind of what we've come to expect from Gibson's custom shop these days. So, oh, that's um, oh, so much. And essentially, with a oh no, it doesn't have a tummy contour, but still, no, no, Ow. this one does, I believe. It still oh, it also does. does have that, yes. So, right. it's, so it's, it's an eclipse, um, not an eclipse. Oh, well, like an ESP, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, I, I mean, there is kind of that. God, vibe it's, a, to... it's a chunk of money, though, isn't it? It is a lot, but also at the same time, if you're a massive fan of Leroy Parnell and you like custom shop Gibsons, you've probably. Parnell. You've probably got the money to spend. Otherwise, you wouldn't be looking at this guitar. You'd be looking at a Les Paul standard. Do you know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. If you're going to go that far, you know, why not go all the way? Um, but I'm into it. You know, uh, it's a lot of the time, these kind of signature models, I think, look a little bit too different from like a standard yeah. model. Yeah. Or yeah. sometimes not different at all. And they just go, oh, this is the Joe Bonamassa Les Paul standard and it's like what well, that's just a Les Paul standard um this actually it, you know retains elements of the things that are in the standard line um and also things that are kind of um signature to Leroy Parnell and um yeah I'm into it nice little mix of the two yes it is charming now I, I was I was thinking we, we were coming up to the uh, we're coming up to the the close of the podcast we've got time for a few more bits of news I was thinking uh because there has been uh, released um, on the on the Christie's website, um, a virtual tour of David Gilmore's uh, guitar collection, which is we should talk about because I think we the are. Auction, but the I was going to say in like three days. Yeah, and I I actually think we could have a little virtual tour of our own uh, over on the Patreon episode, and maybe the three of us can walk around in uh, the magical world of audio and have a look at some of our favorites over on the patreon so i'm into it uh, so yes yeah, yeah, so, yeah so we'll uh we'll, we'll slide over neatly and instead matt talk to me about probably the world's best drive pedal yes i'm assuming you're talking about the full tone ocd probably one of the most popular guitar drive pedals ever made yeah. i think the first one came out i want to say like 1994 Imagine, imagine making a drive pedal using Comic Sans and surviving. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, the most basic looking of, I guess, the original boutique, one of the original boutique bands, uh, Full Tone, have announced a new limited edition 
OCD. Um, so there's a couple of limited edition finished ones that have popped up recently, but this one is the OCD uh, CS OCD GE, which is the germanium diode equipped version of the OCD. What, what does what what does that mean? What does the germanium diode mean for the the? Sound I really wish I could give a very very accurate scientific um, description, but right. I will definitely ruin myself by saying so. It's, it's going to make just, it sound more valvey. It's it's, it's, it's it's effectively a different way of the the of the signal clipping. Um, so you get like um diode and you know op amps and all these different ways that basically the circuit can drive um germanium being one of the older forms of um circuit because that's what the old fuzz faces were but they're much more likely to have variation in them but what they're saying is the this one is two mosfets plus two germanium diodes and some circuit tweaks plus a new finish to give a wider dynamic feel with a little bit more of a tubey vibe to the to the drive right but actually the original ones uh did actually have the two mosfets and a single germanium diode so this one's designed to go back into the earlier versions because the ocd is actually on version 1.7 i believe really yes i think it's either one point i want to say 1.7 um actually no ocd version 2 which we did talk about um i think there was all the way up to yeah 1.7 and then they went into v2 uh, oh was the two the one in reverse colors so it's black with i don't know i think they basically saying here in there is uh only ever been one version version one with slight variations you know 0.1 0.2 0.3 all the way to 0.7 and then um they went in 2017 i knew that we hadn't it was like mid 2017 so about a year and a half ago um they caught well, two years ago now i guess they actually went into a full version two model because they made enough changes not to warrant it being a, a version one Blimey. um so a lot of people have always said oh i prefer the version four over the version five and this that and the other and i guess for those people that really wanted to go back to the very early version which is obviously the hardest ones to find um this is the one to um, go for very interested to try actually very interested to get an ocd again in general i haven't had one for a while, but it is a great sounding drive pedal. Oh, they they are. They're fantastic. Tim, the guitarist in my band, uh, swears by them. Always has. Uh, yeah. Re- really, really cracking pedal. In fact, the uh, Michael Fuller, the, the owner of uh, Full Tone, has said that he thinks this one... Well, I guess he's going to, isn't he? This one's the ultimate OCD. I'm sure he'll say that about the next one as well. He probably said it about the last one. But nonetheless, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, they, they seem very happy with it. And you can get it in a lovely teal finish because yeah. it, it is quite a boring looking pedal um normally it's still comic know, sans though white so. pedal black right and comics yeah i mean and <laughs> if if this photo is correct they've even added a little bit of kind of like 90s drop shadow to the font so <laughs> i like it i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm in yeah i mean fine i mean this is great they've no overheads for like a designer or anything at that company it's, it's very very smart very yeah uh, oh i mean like thing. i said they're like the original one of the original boutique brands, if you will. I think then they were just doing whatever they could that didn't look like a Boss pedal or a Dunlop pedal or something, yeah. you know. And um, I, th- I think it's got its own charm now that it's been out on the market. I think if you had that now, I think people would be a bit like, oh. But I think you know, it's been around for so long, over twenty years. You know, it's um, a, a great pedal. Oh, that's so long. We're so old. <laughs> We've so been doing old. this a long time. Speaking yeah. of old boys, uh, Mark, talk to me about Dean guitars. Okay, this is not what I thought you were going to ask me about. I thought you, we were going to talk about the uh, Lace D3 pickups. We can talk about them. I was just running out of time, and no, I thought that Dean's guitars were more interesting than the, the Lace pickups. No, everyone loves Lace pickups. The, Best pickups ever made. The Lace, pickup think, think? the Lace pickup thing is interesting, but we should talk about it next week, because you need to actually read through the whole story about why the oh, pickups exist and stuff. I, I, I do know the whole story. Well, do that. Do that instead, because these Deans, actually, we can talk about these next week. Okay, fine. So, um, so yes, uh, Lace uh, have released a new set, a new range, in fact, of uh, of pickups aimed at, uh, at at metal players. So, I think there are there are, there are three sets within the range. But um, I think you know what's what's rather nice about this story is that they've uh, um, the the new range is dedicated to uh, Donny Lace the Third, who was the son of Don Lace Junior. Um, and nephew of of Jeff Lace, you know, so there you go. All uh, 
uh, all, all part of the Lace family. But, uh, you know, very sadly, um, Donny Lace III uh, passed away in uh, November of last year. So um, uh, he was the uh, he was the special projects manager at Lace. So this this whole range is in uh, commemoration um, of him. Um, and I think I can't remember exactly um there is there is a percentage of the uh, of the proceeds of this going towards a, a charity called Solace uh, for Hope, um, who uh, who deal with uh, who help families who have who have lost people through uh, through alcohol and uh, drugs related issues. Um, yeah, it doesn't actually say. It just says a portion of all proceeds going for, yeah. to Solace for Hope. Yeah, but uh, but so you know, I think a, a wonderful thing for any organisation to to do. Fantastic, and and the the range of the pickups also look uh, look absolutely fantastic for sort of uh, for kind of metal players, and nice to see lace uh, kind of trying to make something. This not called, it's, it's a lace pickup that completely actually, rooted in the eighties. It's an, a lace pickup that actually looks cool. I'm yeah. so into it. Yeah, I'm so into it. So, yeah, so the the humbuckers all have um, they 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 say lace sensor, and then they have uh, a little image of them, which is a um, which is uh, based on a, a, a tattoo um, that uh, Donny Lace the Third had, which uh, is of a um it is it's of a d uh, for donny and and inside uh, the number 3 because he was of course the third in his line of laces and then that that itself is in a flaming molotov cocktail bottle <laughs> yeah that's that's only on one of the models though that's right because there are three in the uh, in the range uh, the uh, the sabertooth uh, the de, de agitator and the designators, no disintegrators, um, yeah, designators. They're just, <laughs> just giving it, you know, giving you a job, giving you Designated a des- designator driver. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's uh, that's. Is that what it's called? The disintegrator. Yes. No, it's definitely called the designator. Disintegrators. Designator. No, it says on my <laughs> press release. On my press release, so the sa- it says designator. <laughs> the saber tooth. That's because you can't read. The no. the saber tooth features a saber tooth tiger. The deagitators I- feature a Molotov cocktail, and the disintegrators bear a ray gun, dis- as in a dis- disintegrating ray gun, like from Star Trek and that. No, look, look. I look. can't look. I'm talking to you. How can I? <laughs> look? The, the press release. The press release. I'm. I'm copy pasting what it says from the press release. I don't that, care. The, it says designators. I don't care. Well, right. this, they are called the disintegrators. So right. I'm guessing uh, it doesn't actually give you much detail here, but I'm guessing they're just different sound for each. Um, and yeah, slightly different look. They've got kind of different um, little insignia thing on on each of them. Certainly, yes. But they, uh, they, they do look very cool. And yes, as we say, nice to see Lace Sensor actually making some cool pickups. That uh, that is actually it. That's all the time that we have uh, on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We'll be continuing over on the Patreon episode. We're, we're going to take a little look at uh, at Dave Gilmore's guitar collection in three D. So uh, join us, join us for that, and maybe you can audio. tour. You can <laughs> tour with us and be there. It'll be like virtually being with us and walking around. It'll be like virtually being with us in a virtual world. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Anyway, join us on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the Patreon episode, and $10 a month uh, makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out um, still in one breath um, by by me. We've had a couple more as well, I should add. Yeah, we've had the Patreon's going great guns this month. I know, it's bigger than it's ever been. People, you know that? Well, it's apparently the biggest so. it's ever been. Um, mm. Not what But I've unfortunately, heard, mate. Someone's, someone's given me a, a, a bogus name. <clears throat> you can do and that when, one first. Well, I have to. But when people give me bogus names, I try and ignore the bogus name and just read the name from like... Because they have to enter their details on Patreon anyway. So even if they've tried to give a bogus name, I'll just take their real name from their email address. Because I know people are just trying to make me run out of breath. But this person, I, I, their email address, is it leaves me none the wiser as to their real name. Good. I'm into so unfortunately, it. I'm going to have to read out the name John Mayer slowly burning in a dancing room <laughs> at the start of... <laughs> and if you want to make Joe read out a stupid sentence like that, $10 a month. Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready? <clears throat> <clears throat> 
John Mayer, slowly burning in a dancing room. Zach Melton, Jim Walter, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric Pryor, Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Angden, Adam Royce, Chris, Jake Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Groves, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Everton, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hench, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Steve Lee, Emmy James Baker, Juan Courier, Aaron Sermon, Blake Wyland, Andrew Goody, Jamie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lysis, Hans Arms, Scott Cohen, Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Duncan Watson, Ed Bentley, Steve Markle, DJ McGrath, Michael McBride, Carlos Mato, Andy McKenzie, Brad Bridge, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moog, Robert, Phil Thompson, Adrian Dawkins, says Matthew King, Sean Arbor, Christopher Walsh, Mark Abbotson. Very good. Right. Thanks. It's getting Thanks. harder and harder every week. Yeah. More yeah. and more people signing up for that sweet, sweet $10 tier. I'm really looking forward to uh, to running out of breath so we can just go back to you just know, reading them out. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. Anyway, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at Guitar Nerds. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Can you tell that I've written it down? That's it uh, for us for this week. We'll be continuing over on the Patreon episode for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.